This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. You know, we all look for ways to um, enhance our relationships. I'd make things different. You know, new ways to go out on dates and be excited about your significant other. This one I thought was kind of cute. Get dressed to go out, grab a penny. Let your partner choose a number between 10 and 20. This will be the number of times you flip the penny. Pull out of the driveway, begin. Heads is right, tails is left. Every time you come to an intersection, flip the penny, turn the corresponding direction. Once you get to the number, stop. Look around, make a date where you are. There you go. From me to you, just a way to enhance your date night. Now, way another way that you could... Enhance your date night. Possibly. Way back, way back in 2007. David Levi wrote Love and Sex with Robots The Evolution of Human Robot Relationships. Now, he predicted that we would fall in love with robots. Now, he claimed, as counterintuitive, human-robot relationships, uh, you know, they might be counterintuitive. Uh, there are many reasons to think that the love and sex and robots are going to happen. Robots are already better in math, logic, chess, many other activities. Is it not probable, says David, that eventually a robot companion will provide much more than a human companion in every conceivable way let's fast forward to today shall we i read an article last week called sex and love in the age of robots according to this article molly McHugh, maybe the reason we don't have mass-produced robots is because we're still not certain what we'd want to do with them hmm do we want jetsons like made to do our bidding an assistant, a teacher, an assembly line worker? Do we want robots to be our friends? Or do we want them to be friends with benefits? I would answer yes to that. Jetson's like made, an assistant, a teacher, an assembly line worker, friend, friend with benefits. A yes. Now, we've talked before in this program about robots and how the studies have shown that people 
like robots that are will do do things and participate in our lives but don't really look like a human because they always you get the idea that if it looks a lot like a human you really feel weird cuz it's not human and you know that something is something is off you're not quite sure what it is but it's just not right well ds doll a popular producer of love dolls in japan says the process of humanizing its creations is ongoing now the sex doll manufacturers are paying a great deal of attention to making their products look and feel human but they're missing one thing that's self-accusation now They're missing a voice, the ability to lift a hand, look at a partner. Are they? Now you can order Roxy. Customize hair length, choose her skin, eyeliner, hair color, and there's a male version, Rocky. Now technology allows you to program the doll's personality, so... She likes what you like, dislikes what you dislike. The True Companions website also said uh, she also has moods during the day. Do we want our robots to have moods, really? I mean, do we want to come home to the robot saying, get off me? No, that's not the point. She can be sleepy, conversational, and she can be in the mood. You're a robot. Be in the mood. Now, she comes pre-programmed with personalities, ranging from meek, frigid Farah, the inexperienced. <laughs> if you go to the website, you see the inexperienced Nafe with the pointed ears. It's unbelievable. You can customize these personalities or disregard them entirely and make one yourself. It's almost like building your own character in a video game. Now, they're saying that other features include the ability to swap girlfriends or at least personalities with friends and and other forum members on the Internet. How much fun is that? Now, as far as the anatomy of Roxy, it has a heartbeat and a circulatory system, and the circulatory system helps heat the inside of her body. So the motor in her chest is constantly whirring. Oh, you know, so she's warm to the touch. It better be silent. They better have a silencer on that bad boy. Now, in a paper titled Gendering Humanoid, Gendering Humanoid Robots, Jennifer Robison on Robosexism in Japan, the relationship between human bodies and genders is a contingent one. I argue that gendered robots render that relationship a necessary one by conflating bodies and genders. Humanoid robots are the vanguard of post-human sexism. Shut up. Are they? Are they the vanguard of post-human sexism? Okay. Well, we know now. We know for sure that we have the robots out there, and we also have pretty pretty good sex dolls. If you go to the website of this uh, of the DS dolls, and you can see that they don't, again, we go back to their robots, but they're still, they're looking almost too human, but they're not. They're just something's not, they're not. 
Now, the more intelligent robots do exist, right, in various forms. We've got the handsome robotics. Um, Jules the robot, Hanson's creations. Can they say goodbye to their maker? There's a variety of um, androids. The Honda's robot every year. Um, but they're not making sex bots, are they? No. When you go back to David Levy, it's L-E-V-Y, it's Levy or Levi. I haven't talked to David personally. He believes as soon as someone launches a primitive sex robot that combines the technical capabilities of silicone dolls, if you go to, uh, for years they've had a thing called Real Doll, which is, I mean, you can order, and they have a male version as well. It's, it's ama- unbelievable what they can create. And those are only about seven to $10,000. How much is your wife? Anyway, Levi believes that once the sex box are out there, the market's going to follow. There'll be more people investing in research. Then you ask him about the expectations of mainstream robot sex. Mr. Expert says it's taken a long time for them to show up on the market. He said at one time, 2013, then another, 2025, and they keep pushing it back. Now he's up to 2050. Now think about it, 2050. Uh, in 2007, he said 2013, so, you know, eight years later. Still struggling. So maybe 2050. It'd probably be before that. And he also admits that it's taking longer than I uh, he expected um, but surely it can't be long before entrepreneurs begin to take this serious. Surely it can't be wrong before they take it serious. Right? Now, of course, you know, it's all for you, right? They believe that they aren't only aid for the lonely. There's been a significant amount of conversation about how they could be used for, yes, prostitution. And solve the most of the issues that have long played the world. Now, if you could order 10 of the DS dolls and set up a prostitution house. <laughs> Just a million dollar idea from me. You're welcome. Now, you're concerned about virtual reality porn. Uh, no. Uh, the virtual real porn rep. How about that gig? Uh, Linda Wells. We don't think we compete with sex bots. Just the opposite. We can mutually cooperate to achieve the best immersion possible. What? And, as David Levi, Mr. Expert, predicts, many people will be falling in love with robots and marrying them. The consensus? Sex bots are coming. But we still aren't sure how we feel about them. Are we scared? Excited? Entirely uncertain. Seeing as there are still so many unknowns here. Probably all of the above. Uh, uh, yeah. After that, all said and done, we keep coming back to real life, though, don't we? We all want a real-life person in the end. But are you ready for the future? Are you ready for sex bot? Welcome. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. More in mere moments. 
This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at Broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Plenty O-Live broadcasting for your listening pleasure today on the Blaze Radio Network. Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka coming up immediately following this broadcast. Then you have, oh my gosh, Mike, you have Michael Pelka for two hours. You got me for two hours. And Michael Pelka for two hours. You got Andrew WK with America WK for two hours. Then you got Chris Salcedo for three. Mike Slater for three. Joe Pags for three. You're welcome. Mark in New Hampshire, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, good morning, Jeff. How you doing? Fine, thank you. Uh, you know, it might not be a bad idea to say build 535 of those robots and uh, put them on Capitol Hill. We might get something done. <laughs> Uh, it's very possible. Thank you, Mark. You know, uh, I think Mark is misinterpreting what those robots are going to be used for. Because uh, if you think that Capitol Hill doesn't already have the sex bots for all, well, maybe not all of them, but for many of those dirt bags in Washington, D.C., <laughs> you are sadly mistaken. All right, this from the, uh, you think... No kidding, big surprise category of the broadcast. Uh, you remember Nancy Gordick? No? You don't remember Nancy? The principal from TNT Academy? Well, you you may remember some of the things she had to say. Oh, Nancy, 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 Nancy. Now, really, that all started because she dismissed it was a graduation ceremony for this TNT Academy, which she founded, by the way. And uh, she dismissed the crowd and then realized by mistake that the uh, the final person, the head person, the, the 
the the guy that was supposed to have make the the big final speech didn't make it. So she wanted everybody to sit back down and come back and join. Now I would say that, and I was uh, I hadn't seen a picture of Nancy until you know after I heard the first comments, and I would say that Nancy may possible, just possible that Nancy may have a drinking problem. And perhaps this all stemmed from that drinking problem. Because after the goober comments, um, she continued. You people are being so rude to not listen to this speech. It was my fault that we missed it in the program. Exactly. Look who's leaving all the black people. Wait. Wait. What? Look who's leaving all the black people. Oh, okay. Want to make sure I heard that right. Thanks, Nancy. I appreciate it. It was very, very observant of you. Uh, she's been fired. Uh, she's been let go. Uh, the board of directors, uh, Nancy, your history, have a nice day. And they're busy trying to uh, make everything okay with the county, the NAACP, people who are paying to go to this private school. It's all nice. Nancy, you may want to seek some sort of, maybe, you know, just me. Maybe just have some kind of, I don't know, Alcoholics Anonymous, stop in, try to solve the the drinking problem. It's very possible. Very possible. Uh, we got well, oh, we got the horse race today. It's a big Saturday, right? We're coming up this weekend. We're looking uh, the looking at the big horse race, looking for the second winner, the second win of the triple crown, the double on the triple. Wait, and we heard we talked a little bit the last couple of weeks about the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, and now there I see the stories where they're saying Pacquiao he just faked the shoulder. We couldn't figure out why he even announced the shoulder injury, and now they're just saying he just faked it. He just felt bad. He didn't want to. He didn't want to say that he lost again, so it was a shoulder. Ow, ow, ow. I hope that's not true. I hope it's not true. And we're still big on the uh, Deflate Gate. And uh, the commissioner of the NFL is going to come before the board, and Tom Brady is appealing the look. You've all read the stories, and if you haven't. You know what happened. The balls, the footballs, were deflated softer than they were supposed to be by the rules. Okay, And they were deflated softer after they were tested by the league, by the referees, Okay, within that hour before game time. They've got all these messages between the two things, and they're trying to come up with all kinds of stories. Here's the deal. New England. Tom. Let it go. Nobody believes you. Okay? No one believes you. Even your biggest fans, of which I am one. I'm a huge fan of New England, even though they fired my son. But they did hire him to begin with. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Patriots. Okay? I love them. And they actually did my son great. The organization was wonderful to him. 
They believed in him. However, that having been said, let it go. Oh, my God, I almost broke into the song. I almost broke into the song. My daughter would be so happy. Um, Just let it go, Tom. Seriously, stop it. Kraft, Mr. Kraft, love your organization. I know, I know you're trying to save face. You feel like you got busted for cheating before. Everybody thinks you're cheaters. I know. I know. Hoodie, take it easy. You're not in part of this anyway. You've already been you've already been released of any 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 wrongdoing. Let it go. Okay? No one believes you. Take the fine. Take whatever punishment they're giving you and move on. So you can come out and say, hey, sorry, it's over. Let's play football. This whole thing about ongoing, ongoing, no one believes you. No one. I would venture to say, not even your mother. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. show is on welcome to it well if you're traveling this week uh you may reconsider travel plans to cleveland um this just in this is where the next uprising will be they probably will be um no matter what happens maybe not maybe not but they are gearing up in cleveland for the Officer Michael Brelo verdict coming down probably Monday. So be ready. Brelo on trial for manslaughter, and he's got a couple of things against him. But it was an amazing story of how the police and the case that they're being tried for, because he was the one, they shot this. They shot these two people like 137 times, Cleveland police. And uh, he was the one that jumped up on the hood and shot. And they were trying. They, they, I don't think that they can prove that he was responsible. I think that's what they were fighting for is that they can't prove that he was actually the one responsible for their death. But it was ugly. And these two, as these two drove past the police department, something sounded that sounded like a gunshot went off. So they went out, the police went after him and they ran and they finally caught up to them and ended up shooting them dead in their automobiles. And it is the FBI director is saying, Hey, 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 um, I grew up in Cleveland. Um, they need to take lessons learned from Ferguson and from Baltimore and incorporate those into any plan that they have going forward. And I think that they're doing that. And, the mayor. It's my expectation that the protests remain peaceful and do not undermine the progress this community has made in ensuring that all citizens receive the respect they expect and deserve. Actions that cross the line by citizens or police officers cannot and will not be tolerated. 
We are all one Cleveland. We want the same thing. Peace, dialogue, and positive change. So Brelo is facing two counts of manslaughter, and there's a couple different ways that the judge can go, and he could get uh, manslaughter and go to jail, or he could get some kind of technical manslaughter and be put on probation, or he could walk. So Cleveland is uh, gearing up for fire. And according to uh, some of the Twitter notices that I'm seeing uh, from around the greater Cleveland area, I believe they got this notice around some of the neighborhoods. Uh, Monday will be the decision on the Michael Brillo trial verdict. The city of Cleveland held a meeting uh, this morning. This is from uh, earlier uh, last week, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, I think, something like that. Um, advising uh, that the Ohio City will be a target for Ferguson protesters that are coming to town. The city is asking everyone in the area to be aware of any activity that might lead to riots or vandalism. They suggest that all the residents park inside if they have secured parking. Please make sure that you do not allow anyone into the building when the door is up. To not engage with the protesters, but if necessary, pull the fire alarm or call. And they give a number. Do not call 911. All the police will all be on duty. No vacation or sick days as the city wants 100% of the staff for operations, all hands on deck. And the National Guard will be on call. So, Cleveland, the city that time forgot, may be in big, big trouble Big trouble. So be ready for that. That'll be fun all over the news. The news will be, this This will take away from the train. And we'll talk a little bit about the the train accident. Uh, it's unbelievable. And more and more information we're getting on that um, is amazing. And we're, and the, the fight on the trains, well... We'll get into it because I want to talk a little bit about planes, trains, and automobiles in our world today in 2015. For now, let's talk a little bit about uh, the great B.B. King uh, passing away, 89 years old. Sorry to see him go. Uh, I saw B.B. King a couple times uh, live and in concert, and he was fantastic. One of the shows, um, this was like you know, 100 years ago, um, and you think how times have not really changed that much. Uh, I was at this concert. It was a blues concert. There was five or six different blues acts playing. And I was myself and a friend of mine uh, from my boy, my boy from Milwaukee. Uh, he and I hung out for a number of years. Uh, this was this was in uh, Michigan uh, at this concert. And the uh, venue was overwhelmingly... Um, african-american and so we're cutting through the floor and the lady on the stage was singing and i i, I want to say i can't remember her name i was think, trying to think of her name last night who was on stage who spoke to us i can't remember if it was shirley bassey it was one of the old blues ladies anyway anyway she's on stage and she sees us, and she's between songs, and we're cutting through the crowd on the floor. And she stops, and she looks, and she points, and she goes, look. White people. And she points to us, and the spotlight shoots on us on the floor. 
You know times are getting bad when white people are coming to blues shows. And then she goes right into the next song. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was a darn good show, too. Anyway, B.B. King, so I, it was, he was uh, amazing and been around a long time and created so much music and so much enjoyment for so many people. Rest in peace, Mr. King. Your music will be enjoyed. And I saw iHeart did a great thing and played uh, nothing but uh, nothing but B.B. Nothing but B.B. Uh, so they had the B.B. King channel yesterday, and I actually participated in listening to a little B.B. King yesterday on the iHeartRadio. Why the hate for McDonald's these days? Why does everyone hate McDonald's? That's what I want to know. I want to know what McDonald's did. We talked a little bit about the fight for 15 as they're going to be protesting the McDonald's, McDonald's big board get-together, stockholder, shareholder thing is going on next week. They want to fight for 15. Yeah, you're going to fight for 15, all right. You're going to fight for 15 right out of a job. That's what's going to happen. They're not going to pay all your employees $15 an hour. Not going to happen. It's going to be push button at the counter. When you go into McDonald's and you have the push button kiosks, just remember, fight for 15. But now they're under fire for advertising during TV shows that they find uh, uh, explicit. They got in trouble for advertising during Family Guy. A TV show that included jokes about date rape and child sexual. Okay, I got news for you. The people watching Family Guy get it. They know it's a joke. Nothing funny about child rape. Okay. It's a joke. And those people watching have children. And they take them to McDonald's. That's where McDonald's needs to go back and stop trying to appease everyone and go back to the basics, the golden arches. We talked about this before. And they also now are in trouble for having a commercial that advertises the kids' meal and it pays too much attention. They were saying they were the McDonald's commercial pays too much attention to the kid and the toy rather than the benefits of eating food. Shut up. That's the whole point. I don't understand the hatred for McDonald's. I really don't. I really don't. It, I mean, go anywhere in the country, and I know there are bad, some good McDonald's, some bad McDonald's, some are cleaner, some are dirty, but most of them, the 99% of the McDonald's, I'll even give you I'll even give you 95. You know what? I'll, let's take it to 90. Do I hear 90%? Yes. 90% of the McDonald's. You know exactly what you're getting when you pull in anywhere in the country and damn near the world. I'm not, I, you know what you're getting. And so the hatred for them, I don't understand. I really don't. I think it all stemmed for them just trying to become all things to all people. You're not, you're not. You want to have the little salads off to the side for the mom that brings her kids in for the kids meal and doesn't want to have the burger. Fine. But don't don't try to ram it down my kid's throat either. My kid wants nuggets, some sweet and sour sauce, some fries, something to drink, an orange drink. Okay? 
And whatever little toy you got, throw it in. Let's go. We're going to let the kid run around in the playground for a little bit. We're going to hose him down. So that, <laughs> I don't know when the last time it is you hose that playground down in, but I just hose my kid down after they play down it, okay? And that's it. I mean, the hatred for them is amazing. And then I was kind of I was thinking, you know, they're starting to struggle. They're talking about losing money. And, you know, really they're losing, uh, they are losing money from where they were, but that's still a lot of money. And I don't think they're going anywhere soon because there's a McDonald's that I pass every day that closed down. And I thought, what the heck? It closed. And so I'm driving by in the afternoon, since I was driving by it in the dark and couldn't read the sign. The sign said, we've moved. And they gave the address. Well, I couldn't believe that they had moved. And the the address is way the heck down another road um, that you have to turn down by this McDonald's. What the heck are they doing? Well, come to find out, uh, they've just moved to the new place uh, temporarily. So here's a McDonald's. They closed down. They moved to a new location temporarily to stay in McDonald's business. As they tear down the old McDonald's and they're building a brand new McDonald's. I have a feeling. It's just a small little feeling inside my gut. McDonald's will be okay for a while. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Sure. Come to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Piro Pelka, Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast for your listening pleasure. I'm not sure what Mike has given away today. Uh, it could be, <laughs> you know, you might have something really cool like, I don't know, stunt brain paper plates or something. So you could just eat off. Mike's face. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Peggy in Massachusetts, you are on the broadcast. Hello. Good morning, Jeffy. Hi. Great to speak with you. Why, it's great to speak um, with you. I, I have a question for you. Um, you know, you're, you're familiar with the Trans-Pacific uh, Partnership? Oh, I love the T-P-A-A. Yes. You love it? Love it. Oh, every inch of it. Peggy. Oh, okay. Oh, we just delved reason, into it. Go ahead. The reason I'm asking is because, you know, I'm up here in Massachusetts, a very blue state, and so is New Hampshire and oh, yeah. Rhode Island. But there's a fairly large group of people that got together, um, an offshoot of the Tea Party groups around here. And we're, we're vetting on three, three of the candidates. Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, and Scott Walker. And then at the end of it, we're going to get behind, by October, we're going to get behind one of the candidates and really, really push the candidate. Good for you. um, Well, which we're trying. But the the thing is, I got an email from someone saying that Ted Cruz was um, 
supporting the TPP and Fast Track. And I was shocked. So I actually called his office and they said, yes, he was. And I don't okay. really know enough of I really don't know enough about it, but mm-hmm. while I know Gwen's not talking about it, Buck's not talking about it, J7 isn't, the only time I ever heard it talked about on um, um, Sean Hannity, Gwen Paul just had a very brief um, statement saying he went into the secret loan, closed the door, and, and read it, um, and then left. And, right. Uh, so I was, I'm hoping that... You know, Glenn and other people get into this. I, I, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that we will. Thank you, Peggy. I appreciate it. I, you know, I normally don't delve into this on Saturday because when I come in Saturday morning, I could give a flying crap what those dingleberries are doing in D.C. But I can tell you that I did hear some information, and I don't know if it's if it's uh, for on air broadcast or not about this. So I'm hesitant to tell you, but I will say that you should look, let me, let me put it this way. You should look into all the aspects of it before you dismiss the people that are saying they're for it, because I think in the end, you will be able to see good things come of it. And the bad things you're hearing about won't be there anymore. I hope I didn't say too much, but I did hear some things that I'm not sure were for on air or not. I've got so much more to talk to you about, some great stories, and it doesn't concern the dingleberries in the beltway. Well, maybe it does. I I, I don't know. I, I can't remember anymore. Help me. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Imagine, if you will, driving along the interstate, posted speed limit, let's say 65. It's 11 o'clock at night. There's a number of cars on the road, but not too bad. You're just cruising along at a steady 70, 71 miles an hour in that 65. And all of a sudden, you're going under an overpass and... Do you stop or do you continue to go? What happened? Did something hit you? Did you hit something? I don't know. Should I pull over? Should I stop and see? Or should I continue? In Dallas, a girl, 15, sad story, leaped from a Dallas freeway overpass to her death. She had an argument with her mother about a boyfriend, went to a friend's house, talked about killing herself, went to the overpass. She jumped. 
Happened about 11 o'clock last week on a Tuesday. Police received the report of a pedestrian struck by several vehicles on Interstate 635 near US 75 westbound in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. None of the vehicles stopped. A witness at the freeway reported hearing the girl scream and land on the freeway where she was hit several times. None of the vehicles stopped. I repeat again, a girl jumped from an overpass, attempting to kill herself. On her part, it worked. She was hit several times by vehicles driving on the road underneath, going underneath the overpass. And by several, we don't know if it's two, three, four, five, six, seven. Several usually means what? Three to five? None of the vehicles stopped. How is that possible? Are you kidding me? That's unbelievable that none of the vehicles stopped. Could you do that? Could you be driving and have that happen and not stop? I could not. I could not. That's, wow, that's way too much. And hopefully uh, they'll find some people, you know, I don't know what can happen. Uh, You know, you hit something on the road, you keep going, right? I'm not sure what the outcome would be. The only outcome that would be, right, is if she jumped off the bridge, hit the road, and was still alive. And then you hit her. And she died. Who's responsible? I'm guessing you. Which is a little frightening in itself. Perhaps that's why they didn't stop. I mean, it's amazing. I couldn't do it. I, you know, we you can joke around all you want, but I would have to stop. Would have to, right? You can't hit something like that, even if you don't know what it is. I mean, a body is. <laughs> It's not hitting a, a a cardboard box on the interstate. I mean, you're doing some damage. Those cars have got to be worked on. I mean, the police have got to be able to find out at least a few of them, right? A few of the several. Had to be some damage. You don't just hit a body with your car and not have something happen. Oh, no. That giant dent on my hood, that was already there. I know it's in the shape of that 15-year-old girl, but that's just coincidence. Oh, no. That marking on the that 15-year-old girl's face is not my oil pan. That's just a coincidence. It looks like something else. I know I'm getting the drive shaft fixed, and there's some, stu- some material stuck in there that looks like it matches what the 15-year-old girl was wearing, but no. Just a coincidence. Amazing. Unbelievable. I'll keep you updated on that story because that's that's got to be. I'm not sure what would happen. And I'm, I'm probably I'm playing an attorney now, but if you if she jumped, 
right? And she's still alive and you hit her, you could be, I mean, that's manslaughter, right? You wouldn't have your car under control. Something fell, something in the way. When you hit something, it's your fault. So, I mean, that's amazing. Think about uh, if you were, if I'm, this is fascinating to think. This always gets me like, okay, so if you want to kill yourself and you go to the top of the building and you jump, okay, and I have a gun on, you know, 10 floors down and I open the window and I shoot my gun at the same time that you're dropping down, that you're falling. My bullet hits you. You die from the bullet wound. Who's responsible for your death? My bullet? My gun? Because I shot you? I wouldn't have shot you had you not jumped off, been jumping off that building. I mean, who's responsible for the 15-year-old girl? You because you hit her? Or her because she jumped off? Amazing. And I repeat again, just to be clear, none of the people that hit her stopped. I hope they lose sleep. Now, those of you that work in jobs where you're driving in your cars and you're out moving around all day, good for you. Truck drivers, you've been doing it all along. You've been followed by GPS and you've got markers on your trucks all, you know, 24-7. You know the deal. Because, you know, the new laws of, you know, driving so much, you can only drive so many things, you got to rest. And, you know, you've been followed all that. How far do you go for a job being tracked by GPS? Seriously, how far do you go? This woman in California, uh, Myrna Arias, uh, she's suing her former employee, Intermex, um, because her lawsuit claims uh, the company was uh, invading her privacy, wrongful termination, and unfair business practices. Now, she's seeking $500,000 in damages. What happened? Well, she went to work for Intermax. 36, 36-year-old single mother of two. They gave her an app on her cell phone. Her job is visiting bodegas and Hispanic business owners to convince them to install Intermax machines across central California. They made her put uh, this uh, app on her phone, XORA, Zora, which tracks you. They told her, you have the app on. We need to know where you're at 24-7. She did not like that. She did not like that at all. They needed to have their phones. Now, according to this, I was thinking that, well, if you shut your phone off, is the GPS still working? And I believe money phones, they probably still are. Uh, But they told her that, uh, you know, they didn't want her to shut the phone off, keep it on. And they knew where she was at all the time. Um, So she and another employee deleted the app. A few weeks later, they were both fired. Um, So, seriously, what do you do? The job is on the road, right? She's not in an office. She's out traveling. They like to know where she's at and whether she's doing her job and she's okay. Right? I mean, you always throw in the four-year safety line. But how far do you go? 24-7? I believe that I would, uh, I don't know, why not, uh, I don't know, disable the app. Uh, Friday, off work, 
app disabled. Monday working, app disabled, so that you could still use that, have that phone with you, take business calls if needed, if that phone is all in one, or your two phones. Hello? Two phones. One phone, work. Then you leave the work, the work phone wherever you want to when you're off. Like, I don't know. The mailbox, three houses down. (laughs) A restaurant two miles away from your house that you pick up every Monday. I don't know. You just leave it on the counter at your house, of course. But it stays there, right? You go home, you put it on the counter, that's it. Somebody calls for work, there you go. He takes a message, you call him back. Or, you know. You're right there, you answer it. But you have the other phone that you take with you when you're on the road, when you're off. What if someone calls and you're on the road and you can't take their call? Well, I'll get it when I get home. I'm supposed to be off anyway. But if you make the deal, right, the deal's deal. That's part of the deal of working for the company. It doesn't appear, that though, this lady, there's a lot of unanswered questions in this story, which is a little disappointing. It doesn't appear as though that was part of the deal when she was hired to be, uh, you know, be able to be tracked twenty four seven. But I do understand the tracking during, you know, business hours when she's supposed to be working. But if that's part of your contract, you're working for us, you're taking calls for us twenty four seven, you're out making sales on these other days. This is your app. We need to know where you're at. We need to know where you're at. At all times, 24-7, we must know where you're at, what you're doing, how fast you're going, and who you're with. Welcome to the new world. Welcome to the new world. And my favorite new app, which I want to say, I believe that I was, uh, I should be, uh, they should be thanking me for this. I want to say that they should be, they should have contacted me and said, oh my gosh, Jeff, we thought of this because of you and because of, um, you know, Sam Kennison before you. Okay, Sam Kennison used to go on stage. Uh, he's a comedian, been dead for 100 years now. Nobody knows who the hell he is. But he used to go on stage. And he used to, uh, when he was on stage performing, he would ask if anyone had to uh, break up with their girlfriend or boyfriend, wanted to break up with them but didn't know how to tell them. If they were here on a date with someone else because they wanted to break up with the person that they were with. And he'd find someone and then he would call them and break up for them. Which was, if you can, you know, you, it's, I'm sure it's on the internet, that whole internet thing. Sam Kennison. And you see him doing that. It's fantastic. Some of the funniest things ever. Him calling people. And telling them that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't want you anymore. So get out of her life! Well, this app now uh, from Australia, uh, you can pay to have someone break up with your someone else for you. Are you too lazy to break up for them? Founding Christy Mazin. Uh, loved her ability to always find the best words in tough situations, so now she's using it to her advantage. 
if you're willing to spend, it's like five bucks. It's cheap, right? So give you a breakup message, get a box of tissues, some flowers. So she'll send a breakup message to the person you want to break up with. I'm writing on behalf of Jeff, although he cares and respects you. He is afraid to confront you. He believes your relationship has run its course. It's painful to say goodbye to someone that you don't want to let go. It's even harder to forget someone who gave you so much to remember. However, Jeff says he's not ready for marriage, children, and all the responsibilities to come with it. Chemistry has also been lacking, and he believes it cannot be forced. This difficult time and five years together has created many treasured memories. Hope you understand. Well, we can still be friends. Regard. Now, that's kind of a cool idea. I just want to say that I'll do it for free. Let me be your breakup app. All right? I offered this many years ago, and uh, I'll offer it again on the air. I'll bring it back. Uh, if you call me, 888-900-3393, 1-888-900-3393. If you, if you don't have the guts to break up with someone that you want to break up with, uh, I, I'll i be the one to do it for you. I'll try to be nice about it, but you never know. You never know what might happen, but I'll be the one to do it for you so that you're clean. You're clean. And you know what? I'll do it for free. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm not sure what the gift will be uh, for listening to two hours of Pure Opelka, but it's quite possible that you could... You could walk away with a set of stunt brain paper plates. Yes, you can open that pack and throw any kind of any kind of thing you want to eat right on the face of Michael Belka. And then when you're done eating, he's right back staring at you. <laughs> How much does you like that? Anyway, for the last uh Last month or so, this keeps making the rounds every now and then, and I really like it, so I thought, you know, it's time to share it with you. We keep hearing about the Washington Redskins, and we keep hearing about the nastiness, the nastiness of the Washington Redskins and how horrible it is that a football team or anything is named after a Redskin and how horrific it is that we have to think about it. Well... We keep hearing about that from our government and our great senator from the state of Nevada, Harry Reid. Think about this just for a little bit, shall we? The federal government, which has Tomahawk cruise missiles, 
and Apache, Blackhawk, Kiowa, and Lakota helicopters and used the code name Geronimo in the attack that killed Osama bin Laden officially objects to the name of the Washington Redskins. Think about it. Now, talking about apps that follow you everywhere, keep you GPSed, there's a new drone that I want. I want this drone bad. Okay? You have a little, you throw it up in the air and it follows you around. Of course, you know, it's like you use your phone, it's got a little pack thing that you put in your pocket, so it's following that. But it films everything, so it's filming you. I just tweeted it at Jeffy MRA. It is fantastic. It runs for about, I think, it runs about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, it's got a 12 megapixel still, 360 degree panorama, 12, flies about 25 miles an hour, goes underwater, lasts about 20 minutes on the charge, and it's got a range of about 100 feet so you keep within 100 feet of it it'll it'll crank it'll follow you everywhere i want it is fantastic and there's like five or six hundred bucks you can order them now i just tweeted it at jeffy mra i'll put it up on my facebook page jeffrey fisher as well self-flying drone i'm telling you you throw it up it follows you can film everything fantastic forget the gatekeepers of movies and films and videos. You are your own gatekeeper. Create. Go. Do. Think about who you could put that little thing on and then the drone would follow them. <laughs> Ooh. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. All kinds of programming for you to listen to on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You need not go anywhere else. Uh, Today, Michael Pelka. Andrew W.K., Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. Sunday, David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D. With a little gun talk and Hollywood 360 thrown in there for your enjoyment. And then Monday through Friday, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. <laughs> My gosh. Why is there any other networks around when they have a network like that? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that theblaze.com slash radio. All right. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Let's do it. Planes. Now, before we get to planes, let's do trains. Let's do it. Let's, let's reverse it a little bit. Trains, planes, automobiles. Because we had the big crash this week. Horrible crash. The Amtrak. And you know, now you know, I, mean, I rode trains in the Northeast when we worked in Manhattan. I love them. 
I'm, you know, life in the train age. I, you see me if you follow me on Twitter, Jeffy MRA, or on Facebook. I, I love it. Life in the train age. I'm, I love trains all my life. And so when you have big crashes like this, it's horrible. Nobody, want, nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to be in it. Nobody wants it to happen. There, there's so much breaking news yet to find out exactly what happened. Um, I'll just read you the headlines uh, on the blaze.com uh, slash news track. If you go to the blaze.com, just click on Amtrak. But the headlines, engineer reportedly heard saying derailed Amtrak was hit by rock or shot as FBI joins investigation. Now, you remember the SEPTA train had the window broke uh, prior to the uh, Amtrak crash as well. Uh, eighth body was required, recovered from the wreck. Very sad. Uh, we even have a John Boehner rejects link between Amtrak crash and funding levels. Man, oh man, oh man, are they big on that. And now when I say they, you know who I mean by they. Uh, I've seen more articles on funding and what the how they all this government money on these train. Oh my gosh, they are, they get so much money now it's unbelievable. And look. Was I a fan of that funding? No. Did I take advantage of it? Absolutely. Cost me what cost me, I forget what it was for a monthly anytime pass on the New Jersey transit system from Trenton, New Jersey to Penn Station, New York. Um, it was like 400 bucks or something. Four, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was 400 bucks for a monthly pass or something like that. Which would have been at least double that, right, if it wasn't subsidized. So, thank you. I'm, you know, good. Happy to do it. Uh, and then, you know, we had, we used Amtrak uh, when we, if you missed the New Jersey Transit, uh, you always knew you had an Amtrak coming through a little bit later. And the Amtrak has priority since it's their tracks. Uh, so if there's an Amtrak running behind schedule, the New Jersey Transit has to step aside and let the Amtrak fly by. Uh. Ridiculous. Whenever there's a backup going into the tunnels, or you get into Manhattan, well, the Amtrak gets to go ahead there first. Ugh. Makes me ill. But anyway, that I I digress. Uh, the investigators of the de- derailed Amtrak train hit, hit the sharp curve, and it was twice the speed limit. Now you know, and when you've and you've you should have been up on all of that. So we're waiting to find out. And then the Philadelphia mayor started blaming it on the conductor, and of course, you know the uh, uh, transportation people are like, "God, no, uh, we're not going there. Let's not do that. We haven't. The investigation is not done." There's so many other things that could have happened. Stop. We show the train going into the curve that fast. Now, if it gets if it was shot, I mean, obviously, I don't think he was shot, so I don't know why that would have to do with the speed of the train. But it's possible, I guess. Anything's possible. Um, I heard one engineer talking about the train going into the turn like that, and then realizing that it probably was too fast, so he hit the the brakes because they're saying it, he hit the brakes prior to going into the curve it wasn't soon enough because the way those brakes uh, react takes seconds to react so by the time it reacted it was even closer to the curve than he was when he hit it so you make the fall it would have almost been i heard one engineer talking you know i 
I obviously am not an engineer. I just play one on the radio. Uh, that it would almost been better had he not hit the brake. He may if he just started slowing down and gone into the curve and just taken the curve. Maybe even not even slowing down, just take the curve. That he may have made it. I don't know that. I'm just saying, you know, what I heard. But now, of course, if you go to theblaze.com, they have a poll, seatbelt on trains. I haven't voted yet. I'm willing to bet that yes outweighs no. I would like to go on record as saying uh, no. Uh, Trains are not that comfortable anyway. Uh, Perhaps if you're uh, riding on Amtrak, maybe you have a seatbelt. Maybe. Maybe. But the New Jersey Transit trains, uh, no. Uh, no, sorry. Uncomfortable as it is, no. Uh, and and when they started talking about uh, having uh, like TSA checks on trains before people getting on trains, uh, yeah, no. Nobody would ride them. The point of riding a train is so that you can get on and off with the least amount of hassle. Right? I mean, that's the whole point of taking it. You're on and off. Agonizing to think that you'd have to go through some kind of agonizing checkpoint. Ugh, would never ride those things. Seatbelt on trains on theblaze.com. Now, of course, we, you know, they had the big school bus equipped with seatbelts, and everybody wants seatbelts on school buses for what? For what? The safety of the children. Yes, it's important. Yes, it is. Safety of the children. Now, the story. course, douche Hall of Fame member from the Patent Stew Show, Charles Chuck Schumer. Seatbelts would certainly have to be considered. Seems that seatbelts would be small cost to prevent future loss of life. Would it, Chuck? Gee, the train going into the curve at over 100 miles an hour crashes, and we only, I want to go on record as saying, out of 300, 250, 300 people, we only lose eight people died, sadly. But a train crashes at going over 100 miles an hour, and we only have eight lives lost. I'd say the safety of the train is pretty damn good. Seatbelts on trains. I vote no. Let's see where I'm at. Uh, of course. Oh, I I stand corrected. I am in love with this poll. Theblaze.com. Seatbelts on trains. 7%, I'm not sure. Hey, 7%, make a decision. Okay. 24%, yes, and 70%, no. That's fantastic. Congratulations. I am in love with you voters. Because you are absolutely right. Absolutely right. Congratulations to the Blaze. I love, I'm in love with the Blaze people today voting on the trains. I thought for sure. I thought for sure you were going to let me down and vote yes. I apologize. From the bottom of my heart. I apologize. You mean so much to me. I don't want to break up with you. I don't want you to send me a special text message. I don't want you to have me call me. 
I just want us to be together. You, me, forever. Okay? Thank you. Planes. Have you ever thought, what's on the tray tables of planes? Do you wipe yours off when you use it? I couldn't tell you the last time I wiped off a tray table on a plane for the life of me. Well, 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 you may want to think about it when you do, okay? Because everything about the airport is a filthy, okay? Uh, During research, an anonymous cabin crew member was interviewed claiming cleaners don't have time to thoroughly clean planes between journeys as they are under pressure constantly to provide a quick turnaround. Thank you for that, even though you don't necessarily do that. One ex-flight attendant for America's Southwest Airlines wrote on Reddit, if you have ever spread your peanuts on your tray and eaten or really just touched your tray at all, you have more than likely ingested baby poo. I saw more dirty diapers laid out on those trays than food. The blanket you're snuggling up to has probably been rubbed up against, wiped on, sat, a number of passengers already by a number of passengers already. The airplane laboratory is a microchasm of microscopic germs. An environmental microbiologist at the University of Arizona. The airport toilet is among the germiest that you will ever encounter anywhere. You have 50 people per toilet unless you're flying a discount airline, then it's 75. We always find E. coli on the service. Yes. Thank you. Here's an idea. Don't use the bathroom on an airplane. Okay? Just a thought. I know it's difficult. And if you do, touch very little. Okay? Touch very little. Uh, but it does make... Even worse were the plane's seat belts. Touched over the years by thousands of hands. But rarely cleaned or replaced. You don't think about that, do you? The researchers uncovered the presence of human bacteroids, germs which can cause real damage to health. These are bacteria that live in our gut and in our intestines. These are dangerous bacteria that cause serious infections. All on a seatbelt. And then, don't forget, your suitcase makes its own journey to the hotel room and picks up millions of bacteria along the way. Oh, oh my gosh. I cannot wait to travel again. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the All Blaze right. Radio Network. All right, how are you? Welcome to it. We've got a couple things to get to before the end of this broadcast today. Uh, first and foremost, all right, let's talk a little bit about the future in medicine, shall we? 
Uh, the researchers at the University of California, Berkeley, have discovered that a small molecule drug simultaneously perks up old stem cells in brains and muscles. Okay? Now, uh, this has only been tested on mice. And they're hoping that it could lead to drug interventions for humans that would make aging tissues throughout the body act young again. Uh, dear University of California, Berkeley, let's find out a drug that doesn't make our body act young again make tissues act young again let's find a drug that makes those tissues a young again there's also reports that the strength of your handshake the strength of your handshake could predict whether you're going to have a heart attack or not so remember that the next time you shake somebody's hand if you can't do it if you're a little weak could be trouble could be big trouble this from television rating news MSNBC, lowest demo ratings in the day in 10 years. Huh. They may even be worse if nobody talked about them, but they've been saying so much stupid stuff that we got to talk about it once in a while. But if we stop talking about it, maybe they'll just disappear. And that's what I wish would happen with David Letterman. I mean, my gosh, I got it. We wanted to milk the ratings. His ratings, he finally beat Fallon. He's finally got some ratings. Why are you getting ratings, Dave? Because you're finally going away. I got it. Your shows have been great. The last of the, your last shows have been really good and wonderful. Where were they the last, I don't know, 10 years, Dave? Because they've been agonizing. So get it over with. This week, the end of David Letterman. Thank you. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Talk to you later, Dave. I loved you in the beginning. I don't love you anymore. I should have given him a breakup call or something. Huh. Why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I do that? I don't know. And one more technology from plane, trains, and automobiles. The Google self-driving car hits the roads. The streets. Not just the roads, but they're putting it on the streets. They're getting the go-ahead for the streets. They're talking about the crashes it was in. It's only been in like four crashes. Things are going good. So just beware. Look for the little Google car out there with no people and no steering wheel. Be careful what you wish for. Hey, anybody told you you look great today? Well, you do. You look fantastic, and I mean that. Every inch of you, fantastic. Except... You're not going to really wear that thing all day, are you? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.